there, I'm Alyssa Olenek, scientist, exercise enthusiast, weightlifter, outdoors lover, and entrepreneur. I believe that the extremes in the fitness and wellness industries are leaving way too many of us out of the conversation, not telling us the knowledge that we actually need to succeed in our health, our wellness, our nutrition, and quite frankly, our lives. They end up giving us black and white polarizing messages that leave us more confused than giving us the answers that we need. Through my 10 years of studying exercise science, metabolism, and female physiology, as well as exploring the outdoors and being a fitness athlete myself, I'm here to bring to you the conversations that need to be had in an industry that often is too far focused on extremes. So if you join me on this podcast, I truly believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. Today's episode is long, long overdue. I'm pulling up my phone so I can get the information about to talk to you about. And I'm here today to talk to you about, yes, all things creatine. If you followed me on Instagram for any point in time, you know that I love talking about creatine. But you also know that whenever I bring up creatine, I get the highest volume of onslaught of questions of anything else that I talk about, maybe even more than running and lifting. And so with this being said, I think creatine is just something that people so strongly overthink um, in the industry. And I really want you all to check yourself going into this podcast about how many things you so willingly believe in or believed in in the past when it comes to things like green supplements or collagen coffee or detoxes or all of these things. And when you think of all these supplements and all these magic fixes and magic hacks or magic supplements that we want for things, creatine is truly that. Creatine is the most widely studied, most evidence-based supplement that we have on the market other than like taking a protein supplement to support daily protein intake. But when we're talking about like supplemental things that aren't really like a food stuff, which technically protein kind of is, creatine is it. Creatine is the most evidence-based supplement that you can take. And it literally has evidence for almost every single population. So almost every single one of you listening to this episode today, other than people who are pregnant or postpartum where research is lacking, I'm going to say mostly, unless you have some legitimate medical reason, then this is not medical advice, talk to your doctor, probably can benefit from taking creatine. So basically, let's start by just talking about some background on what the heck is creatine. So Creatine basically helps us supplement creatine, which is already in our body. So we already have creatine within our muscle stores in our body, but we cannot maximize the storage of that on our own through diet. This is especially true for people who are vegetarian or don't consume a lot of meat products where they're not able to get even more creatine in their diet, but we cannot maximize those stores without supplementing. So it's not like you can eat more meat and maximize these stores. The only way that we can do this or, you know, tap them out for their max capacity is to supplement, which is where the creatine supplement comes in. So creatine improves performance by working on our phosphocreatine system, which is part of our multiple energy systems. So if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast, head over to my YouTube and watch my energy systems video to learn more about that. But it works directly on the phosphocreatine system. And we only have so much creatine available to us when we are engaging in things like resistance training, sprinting, all out efforts in our bodies before we run out. And we have to then move into other forms of energy metabolism to provide work. But 
the phosphocreatine system is essentially the most powerful short burst all out energy systems that we see or use when we're thinking like you're lifting in the gym or an all out effort or anything like that. So if you're a lifter, this is especially true, but with the caveat that there's health benefits for creatine outside of just gym performance, but I'm heavily going to be talking about gym performance here today. I still suggest this for everyone. So um, when we are lifting or exercising, that initial burst of energy, that first five, 10 seconds, heavily relies on creatine or phosphocreatine stores. But again, like I said, we only have so much creatine in our body. And so we will run out of creatine to support energy metabolism faster unless we supplement. So we can get a few more seconds, a few more reps, a little bit more weight in the gym by supplementing it and having that little bit of extra boost. This is also recovered by our aerobic system. So we wanna make sure that again, we're not neglecting our aerobic systems, but in order to maximize or capitalize this, we wanna supplement with creatine. And this is really important because it one, lets you get more gains in the gym. But if you are someone who's just lifting for the sake of lifting or just health or overall wellness, you might think, well, I don't need this. I'm not trying to maximize performance, but you will be able to do a little bit more weight, recover a little bit better, and also it will help decrease muscle loss with aging. There's so many benefits for creatine for people with aging and longevity and your health and your lifespan. This is not just for bro bodybuilders. I'm promising creatine is a really cool supplement. And so basically it allows us to not tap out sooner. So you're going to be able to do a little bit more weight. You're going to be able to do a few more reps. It's going to give you that extra boost specifically in the gym. And so the biggest hesitation people have with creatine is they think that it's not safe. So is creatine safe? And there's a lot of misinformation or a lot of thought that creatine is a steroid or it is something that is should be a banned substance and it's not. Creatine is very, very safe. Um, it is not a steroid and it's naturally formed in the body and it's one of the most widely researched and effective supplements on the market, like I was saying before. It's been shown to be beneficial in elderly populations, women, a wide variety of athletic populations. And the only caveat there is pregnant or postpartum women. There's just not as much data on at this time to support it more so because it's lacking, not because it's inherently dangerous that we know of. Uh, but also a lot of supplement companies don't 30 party test their supplements. Shameless plug Legion does. Um, and there's a lot of cross contamination and it's just probably not the wor worth the risk for women who are pregnant or trying to become pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, some people report that they have GI discomfort or weight gain or bloating, but the things that you could do to migrate this is either take the dosage in smaller doses across the day, um, mix it with larger sums of water and or um, you can essentially make sure that you're drinking enough water and or electrolytes to make sure you have fluid balance. But creatine works by pulling in more water also to our muscle stores. That's part of the mechanism of how it works. So that's where people get quote unquote water retention or way more. You're not really bloated and fluffy. The water's in your muscle cell, but that's a positive thing. That's something that you want when you're performing in the gym. So that extra quote unquote water weight that you're getting is not fat, Obviously, I hate that I have to say that, but it also is part of the mechanism of why it works and how it works, and it's actually a good thing. So if you weigh a pound or two more because you're taking creatine, you're going to be okay. I promise. Like, it's just water weight. Um, but if you have GI discomfort, basically spacing it across the day, and or make sure you're hydrating appropriately and or maintaining regular electrolyte and fluid balance um, can be helpful too as well if you feel like those things are a little bit off when you're taking the supplement. Um, and it's also, this is a really common misconception, is not to be confused with creatine kinase. So creatine kinase levels can be elevated in the blood. They're also a reflection of muscle damage. Um, so people measure this in studies as measuring muscle damage. But if you get blood work done at a doctor or something like that, they might say you have quote unquote elevated creatine. This can be from a negative thing like 
you have rhabdo that's going to be elevated. Kidney issues might have elevated creatine kinase in the blood. But generally, sometimes people who either supplement and or engage in a lot of resistance training sometimes just have um, artificially elevated levels of creatine kinase in their blood because that is a recovery response to training and exercise. So again, talk to your doctor. Ideally, you have a doctor who understands strength training and can work with you with these things and understands your hobbies and stuff like that. This is not medical advice, but generally this is not the same thing as that. So it's not to be confused. Um, so the biggest thing that people get really hung up on besides thinking that it's harmful or steroid or not useful for them is how much, when do I take it? How do I take it? How do I do this? And so it's really simple. You want to take creatine monohydrate, not any of these other forms of creatine, not these, these special weird things that are coming out. There's all these different forms of creatine. Creatine monohydrate is the most widely researched and supported and understood version of creatine at this time. A few of them might have be efficacious, efficacious but Creatine monohydrate, you wanna take creatine monohydrate, 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 monohydrate. Yes, if your answer is what about this, the, the answer is yes. If it's creatine monohydrate, take it. If it's not creatine monohydrate, it's probably way more expensive than necessary, or they're telling you it has magical claims that it won't retain water and or works better, creatine monohydrate. It doesn't matter if it's in powder, it doesn't matter if it's in a pre-mix supplement like Legions or Charge, it doesn't matter if it's in a capsule form, you just need to take creatine monohydrate three to five grams daily, every single day. It doesn't really matter when you take it. Um, ideally, post-workout is potentially better. That's why creatine is in Legions Recovery Supplement, but you can take it any time of the day. It's okay, you don't have to take it um, after your workout every single time. If you wanna mix an unflavored one in your smoothie, if you want to just drink it whenever, you can get it in, get it in when you can get it in. Um, there's two approaches to doing this. There's the loading protocol or just taking it every day for a month. Theoretically, it does not matter. After 30 days, you're not gonna notice any different. Your creatine stores will be maxed out. So some people will load um, for a week. So they'll take um, 0.3 grams per kilogram of body weight per day for about five to seven days to max out their stores. And then they'll go back to that three to five grams a day um, and then maintain that. But if you just take it every day for a month, which is totally fine, you don't need to load it, um, you're gonna get the same benefit after 30 days. It's gonna be the same. So you can do either or you don't have to load. You can just take it every day and then after a month, it will be maximized. A question I get a lot is what happens if you stop taking it? So just like it slowly builds up, the more you use that creatine without supplementing, it will go down. If you take it irregularly, you still will have slightly elevated creatine levels, but depending on how consistent or regularly you, you take it versus irregular or missed days, it will deplete a little bit, but it will fill back up over time with consistent creatine use. So it's not like I can give you an exact amount that it will be versus not, but if you're taking it, it will be more than if you're not taking it. So with that being said, yes, you wanna take it on rest days. Yes, you wanna take it on run days. Yes, you definitely wanna take it on lifting days, but you wanna take it every single day, ideally. Um, it's not perfect if you wanna save money and just take it on your lifting days or five days a week. You can, they won't be as maximized, but like, if, if that works for you, that's totally okay. I get asked that a lot. Ideally, it's daily. If you miss once, life happens. You don't have to double up. Just keep on keeping on taking it. Um, for most of you, you know, we're all human. We're going to miss a day or two. Just keep on keeping on taking it every single day um, whenever you can remember or works best for you. Whatever form makes sense for you as long as it's creatine monohydrate and about three to five grams per day. So if you want to look at the nutrition labels of your supplements, just look at what they have in it, what kind of creatine and how much, if that is actually efficacious, efficacious. why can I not say that word today, and or parallels what the literature says. And that's exactly why I like to use Legion, but if you're getting another off-brand, just get regular creatine monohydrate. I cannot express that enough. 
The Messy Middle Podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high-quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed with what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. So um, essentially, um, you, yeah, I'm going through my little post here that I have on Instagram to make sure I'm covering everything. But one of the other things I'm going to go through here is just this, just Q&As of all the things I get asked about when it comes to creatine, since a lot of people get confused on it. Um, So now I'm going to kind of pivot so that was the educational part of it. If you want to learn more about energy systems, please go to either the Exercise Physiology 101 episode of the podcast early on. I think it's episode four and or my YouTube video on energy systems to learn more about these things. But let's go into the listener Q&A because these are all the questions that you all ask me about creatine. So that way I can just link you all to one place for it. So creatine, can women take it? Yes, creatine for women, pinkified brands isn't a thing. Creatine is creatine. There's no creatine monohydrate for women or creatine-specific use for women. There is a little bit of data that creatine metabolism use might fluctuate across the menstrual cycle, and that's another conversation for another day. But in general, um, creatine monohydrate is creatine monohydrate. If you are a woman or regardless of your underlying physiology, you should take creatine monohydrate every single day. That's it. There's no special gender or sex specific creatine supplements. It is safe. It's just as safe for women as it is for men. Um, If you have strength, power, or anaerobic based fitness goals, or you want to maintain as much muscle as you age and or your health as you age, take creatine. It is going to be helpful of any age, pre-menopause, post-menopause, everything except for that that pregnancy or post-period of postpartum period um, should be the only times that you probably avoid it. A lot of women don't take it because of water retention and we kind of already went over that. It should be minimal. If anything, it's just going to be in your muscle cells, which is exactly where it should be. Um, so the scale might go up, but uh, you guys know me by now if you've listened to my the content. The scale's weight being increased from water retention isn't fat and your performance probably matters more if you're listening to this podcast or your health than those types of things, right? Like that is just something that we have to work through. Um, But if it's water weight, it's water weight. That's not fat. And even if it was, it might not be the end of the world. Um, So like I said, a wide variety of people, athletes, all this stuff should take it. Um, And so let's pivot to the other questions, which I have up my computer here because I typed them all out from what you guys had. So should you take it at the same time every day? 
don't stress it this much, just take it. Just take it every day. I don't care if you take it in the morning, I don't care if you take it at night, I don't care if you mix it up, I don't, whatever gets you taking it daily, take it daily. It Don't overthink it that much. Um, if you have a sensitive stomach, we talked about it, you can take smaller doses or spread it out across the day and see if that helps you. Sometimes it does bother me. I find that um, it only does it for me when I have a very empty stomach. So maybe taking it in the afternoon or after some food, that's usually when I don't seem to notice anything from taking it. Can I mix it with hot coffee or can I take it with caffeine? Does temperature or caffeine matter? So there's some previous literature that showed or suggested that caffeine and creatine may interfere with each other. It's kind of mixed, but I would just say, you know, you know, if you're worried about your temperature of your coffee and or caffeine, in general, I think that everyone's obsession with adding supplements, maybe other than protein, to their coffee is just annoying. Just stop adding things to your coffee is my official stance. I love you all, but like you don't need to put collagen, and that doesn't even make sense for collagen to go in your coffee, but you don't need to put creatine in your coffee. Just drink your creatine with something else that you're drinking every single day. And if you're worried, don't take it with caffeine at the same period of time if you, you think it might inhibit metabolism. I never take it with caffeine. I always just take it after the workout, so I don't worry about that. But if you are, I would just say, then just don't take it with your coffee or wait until after a meal, things like that. Just keep them a little bit separate. Um, it may or may not have an interference, but you know, you don't need to put everything in your coffee. I promise it will be okay if you want to. You're a grown adult, you can do what you want. Um, but Safety tips. In general, I aim to always consume third-party testament supplement brands. That's why I work with Legion, Code Docless. They also have the Recharge supplement, which is what I take for creatine. It's really good. It's, I like watermelon. I like their lemonade um, flavors. They're super, super good. Um, but they are third-party tested toward through Labdoor. But I encourage you to always purchase supplements that either um, are third-party tested so you can see to make sure there's no cross-contamination of anything else that you're taking in. But also then you can also get transparency on your labeling. So you don't want a mix of a, like a great recovery supplement that has like a mix of things. You don't know how much creatine you're actually getting. You want it to say on the label like creatine monohydrate five grams and you want it to be third-party tested. Regardless of the supplement you're taking, that's what you want to look for if you decide to go with another brand that isn't Legion. Um, how soon after mixing should I consume it? Does it lose anything by sitting out? Mix it in water as soon as you're going to take it. It's just like the easiest thing that I would suggest for you all. I mean, if it's sitting there and you're sipping it over an hour, like I guess if it takes you that long to drink it, it's probably okay. But like maybe don't like pre-mix it and let it sit there for a while. Um, one thing on this note too is a lot of people say that sometimes it's hard for them to get it to mix. Um, and if you're having that issue, mix a little bit of warmer water, like not super ice cold water or room temperature water with your creatine and then add ice water or colder water so it dissolves. This also works with like things like if you're mixing in uh, sweeteners into like iced coffee or iced tea, if you've ever noticed that, like if you use artificial sweeteners, sometimes it doesn't fully mix. Um, so sometimes it's easier to mix things in room temperature or warm water and then it will dissolve better in whatever you're drinking it in. But I would just drink it um, right after you mix it or soon after. And so, um, what happens when you stop taking it? We already covered that. You will just slowly tipple, tick back down to baseline over time. And then if you are taking it irregularly, like you won't maybe be fully stocked, but you will have more than if you were not taking it at all. Um, does it help with the fat loss phase? Creatine helps in any phase of life, fat loss, maintenance, weight gain, getting old, being young, being awesome all of these things. Creatine benefits this. Um, again, it's not going to hurt or help your energy deficit, but it may help you retain muscle and or do more reps or maintain a higher training volume in a deficit, which can be hard and, you know, prevent more muscle tissue loss than necessary if you are in a fat loss phase or doing an energy deficit. So, um, 
Take it if you're dieting, just like you shouldn't change your lifting when you're dieting. You should probably take similar supplements when you're dieting versus not dieting um, for the most part, especially when it comes to creatine. Um, if I don't take it for a few days, do I need to load it for a week or month again? Again, just get back on, take it consistently. If you want to double up for a day or two, you can, but if not, just keep on, keep it on, and just try to be more consistent moving forward. Um, okay. If I miss my creatine, do I get weaker? So creatine alone doesn't make us stronger. This is a great question. It just allows us to do more work and produce more power. So you're not physically weaker, but it's just giving you yourselves more energy um, to produce more work and or do more total work output during your workout. So you're not necessarily weaker without creatine, but you're able to do less. So theoretically over time, you would maybe not get as strong or gain as much muscle because you weren't doing as much load or volume versus what you were capable of doing because you didn't have enough creatine in your cells. So while it doesn't make you weaker if you don't take it, you just might not get as strong is a better way of saying it. Um, is there a certain amount you should be working out to take it? If you're existing as a human and you aren't the, the, the populations that I suggested that you don't take it in, you can benefit from it. There's not like a thing of like being like, I'm not fit enough to take creatine or I'm not lifting enough. Generally, the people who are probably less serious about their weight training will want to get the most out of it, especially from a health and longevity perspective, will benefit from these things more because it will allow them to get more bang for their buck out of the training sessions that they are doing. Um, is there a limit for how long I can take it? Creatine at this time appears to be safe for long-term use. There appears to be no negative long-term side effects of creatine use. Um, do you take it before or after lifts? Ideally after, but again, like I said, every day at any time, as long as you're taking it daily, it doesn't seem to matter that much. It's the daily thing. Um, there might be some benefit to taking it after your workout, helping with recovery, but you know, if you miss it or you forget it, it's not the end of the world. Just take it when you can take it. Um, my protein powder has five grams of creatine monohydrate in it. Do I need to take more? Nope. If your protein has it, fantastic. Um, Legion also has a flavorless creatine that you can add to protein if you wanted to. Um, but if you're not taking your protein daily, then maybe supplement the days between. I get confused on creatine versus pre-workout versus electrolytes. So with this being said, I do have a few posts on my website on all of these things, but essentially electrolytes are salt and or things that allow you to improve hydration um, status in your body. They are minerals that contribute to this and they also do pull water into your cells and things like that. That's a good thing. Um, Pre-workout usually is things like branch chain amino acids, which are useless if you're wondering, um, beta alanine, caffeine, things like that. Some of them do have creatine in them. And if they do, again, same thing as the protein thing, just take that supplement every single day and then just supplement with creatine on the days that you're not taking it. But they all are very different things and they serve different purposes and I'll have to make other posts on those another time. How do I drink it more enjoyably? So I personally like Legion because it tastes really good. Their watermelon and their um, strawberry lemonade recharge are really tasty. They are, they're fun. They're like lemonade-y type flavors. Um, but something like an unflavored one and from, from Legion or any other brand, mixing it in with other things that you're already taking, like a smoothie or your protein shake, would probably be the easiest thing to do if you just don't like the taste of it. That also might help with... Um, the GI upset potentially as well, maybe mixing it in with a smoothie or some, like I said, taking it after food and stuff like that. Um, does it aid in recovery? Yes, this is one of the reasons why we like to take creatine and it can help. And that's what everyone's looking for recovery hacks. There you go, creatine is a recovery hack. 
Um, can endurance athlete take creatine? Yes. Um, one, hopefully you're lifting if you're an endurance athlete. And if you're familiar with my content, then that should be hopefully um, the thing that you participate in. So if you're lifting, yes, that will also help you with that strength retention, especially during heavy, hard running seasons. But we don't just use one energy system at a time when we're running. And so um, you may be able to benefit from being using creatine on long runs or runs where you're like powering up a hill or doing speed work and you need that little extra burst that can prevent either fatigue and then early on and or allow you to use creatine before moving into more carbohydrate dependent uh, energy systems and pathways. So yes, you might benefit from it. Probably not as much as someone who has lifting goals will, but it doesn't hurt you to take it. And if you are lifting alongside your running, then it's a no brainer. Um, will the effects of creatine only be seen if pushing performance? So Yes and no, we are not always training to max effort, nor should we, but it will allow you to do more total volume. So say you're doing three by eight back squats in the gym, um, and last week you did 150 pounds, but now you're loaded with creatine, you might be able to do like 155 or 160, or maybe you're able to do three by eight, um, or you're able to do like three by nine or three by 10 at that same weight. So you're just able to do more volume. So that's more of a stress or a signal or volume drives a lot of the adaptations that we see with strength and hypertrophy. So that little bit more without it being any more fatiguing on your body is beneficial for the adaptations that you're getting from it. Um, do I have to take it with food? Yeah, generally taking it with carbs and protein. So that's why like taking it along a post-workout with a post-workout meal or after meal, um, like we talked about the GI upset is probably beneficial as well. Um, it's probably more optimal, but again, taking it when you can take it. Um, do you have to load it? Nope, you don't have to load it. We talked about that already. Um, after you take it for 30 days, it's going to make no difference. You can load it if you really want to, but you don't have to. Um, when loading, it says 0.3 grams per kilogram per day. Is this body weight or fat-free mass? Um, this is body weight, but if you have a lot of adipose tissue or um, you are a little bit more, uh, and overweight's technically not a PC word to say anymore, but you get what I'm saying. You could just probably do um, 0.3 grams per lean mass if you wanted to, if you wanted to get a closer range for what might be more optimal for you so you're not taking a ton of creatine. Um, I hear it only fills your muscles with water and doesn't work after you start taking it and the water goes away. So we talked about this a little bit already. Creatine pulls water into the muscles with it, so do glucose and salt. Water in your muscles uh, doesn't mean things don't work. This will decrease when you stop taking it, but if we develop true muscle tissue while taking it, it's not gonna magically go away when we stop. So the muscle that you gain or the strength that you gain while taking it, even if you stopped, aren't going to disappear. You just won't continue to get those performance benefits after you stop taking it. Um, can only lifters take it? Nope, creatine is safe for a wide variety of populations other than again, pregnancy, postpartum, or maybe medical conditions where a doctor is telling you otherwise not to take it. So. Other questions I get is, does creatine cause hair loss? There's some thought that creatine and the, the physiology that happens when it's being metabolized in our body um, interferes with testosterone, something along the lines of hair uh, follicle production, but it appears at this time that there isn't evidence for that nor against it technically, but um, at this time, it doesn't seem to be an issue. I'm trying to think of any other questions that I usually get about creatine. People really tend to overthink it. Um, I think that covers the most of them. So. With that being said, I hope that was insightful. Um, I get so many questions on creatine all of the time and I understand why people want to learn about these things. They're curious about it and or often dismiss their own fitness for, well, it's not serious enough for those things and are more likely to take gimmicky fat loss things. But creatine really is going to be like that magic hack, that recovery hack, that bang for your buck, that biohack, whatever we want to call it. And so 
hopefully this was insightful. Hopefully you learned something. Um, really, I'm not trying to pull one on you. Um, if you want to learn more about this, that you know, you're still skeptical. You don't trust what I have to say, which skepticism can be a good thing. Um, you can read the ISSN position stand on these things. They have a ton of position stands and supplements and like the most widely effective things. There is a creatine conference every year, creatine for health that went on this past fall or, and I shared it on Instagram or maybe I'll share it again next year. There's a ton of really high quality review papers out there. Like on the other benefits has for cognition and your brain and like all these other health benefits that are coming out for creatine that are out of my scope of just like performance and what I'm talking about in this podcast today. Um, I think the only other thing that I didn't cover that I get asked a lot is about for teens and youth in general. The issue with supplements with youth is that you're, it, there's a lot of hesitation with cross-contamination, um, but I would maybe talk to their doctor or a sports RD or a youth RD um, more specifically on them. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your minor here on my, my platform. Um, but with that being said, otherwise, the this was 25 minutes of me saying hey go take your creatine so with that being said again um my code is docless if you want to buy and try legions recharge or any of their other supplements again i love watermelon and the strawberry lemonade those are my favorite flavors but there's a few other ones as well um those are just my favorite i'm a big sucker for watermelon anything as you guys know and if you do feel like you are having fluid balance things issues um with it I do also love Liquid IV. At this time, my code is little as fit. I'm trying to change my codes around um, as I'm officially transitioning into my Dockless Fitness brand, but that for now should work for you to also save 20% on uh, Liquid IV. So with that being said, I would love if you shop with Legion if you use my code and or like and subscribe if you are listening to this podcast on Apple. Um, you can rate and review. All these things help, whether you're listening to this on YouTube, Apple, whatever other platforms. Um, these things help us a ton. And by us, I mean me and my team behind the scenes running the show. So we appreciate you being here. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. Hopefully this is the nail in the coffin on all creating questions and more. Have a great rest of your day, my friends.